Hi, I'm Olivia from Onso Studio and welcome to the Brame podcast. Is one thing that actually you can do that is rather simple and it is just simply nailing down on who your ideal customer is and it can honestly boost profits by 60%. In today's episode, I just want to share with you how to then find your ideal customers, the essential things that you need to know about them to mold a brand that actually works. I know you've been working so hard at your desk, you really do deserve a brand that truly feels like home to your ideal people as well as just you know, helping you to be that little bit more confident and comfortable with selling to them as well. So how can knowing your ideal customers be this effective? If we actually put this into more of a real life scenario. So when we meet someone for the first time, We are building our own perception of that person through information that they provide us and even with sort of our own judgments that we make of them. So when we start to talk to someone, you know, at a party and we realize that actually they have a similar sense of humor as us and they watch the same Netflix shows or share the same or similar values such as like family orientated or highly ambitious Once you realize you have a few of these things in common, you actually begin to like this person that you're talking to and even are happier and more comfortable to stay interacting with them for longer. This is all because you connect and agree on shared interests. So really it shouldn't actually come to a surprise that um, the more we match on values and personality, the happier we are to see them again. We can even actually feel naturally drawn to a person. So if it is in a party setting and you don't know um, and you do know everyone there, but you get on better with so and so, you're just way more likely to try and scout them out and talk with them first. So by really taking this concept and actually flipping it back or changing it back into terms of brands and customers, you want to build a brand identity that will complement your ideal people you kind of want to be this sort of mirror to what your ideal people value, desire, and even sort of maybe fear in life. A brand can attract people in many different ways through who they want to become, what they value, and how they want to live and even feel. It's all very powerful methods to attracting ideal customers. And when this is all really well crafted, you become a very compelling brand to a specific group of people. And you don't think you have to limit yourself to attracting your ideal people just through brand values. It's best when you appeal to them through multiple aspects. So you should know by now (laughs) that... um, be a believer that knowing your ideal customers can in fact increase success by 60%. So how do we go sort of about building a brand that can in in fact attract them? I'll now just guide you through some of the steps that I take when building a brand. This process will include collecting a range of information and basically sort of putting it into this pressure cooker. It can be a little complex, but I'll simplify it and break it down for you so your jumping off point is really collecting your ideal customers basic information you know the things that you would typically see on someone's Facebook page like their job their name their location their profile picture etc these 
just the essential information on this type of person you wish to attract. And this is where a lot of people tend to stop on their customer research journey. And this gives you a taster, only a taster of what the person, but none of really the, none of this basic information will actually give you anything to work with to help you actually mold your brand to attract them very much. We must get sort of past this small talk stage and get into the deeper conversation with our ideal customers. So we basically need to know what motivates your ideal person and motivation can come in many different forms. So motivation is essentially this force that compels us to do something so we really it's the reason why we act and do xyz if we know how to motivate your ideal customers then we use to this to then be able to mold your brand in such a way that helps your people feel motivated take to take action with you but there are many different kinds of ways one can be motivated and that can be through desire, um, fear, insecurities, values, even things like just petty revenge. (laughs) Compelling brands need to know your ideal customers' desires and fears and values, I think, are probably the most important ones. So a desire is usually a current state that your customer or client doesn't currently have but wants to achieve. So for example, Your ideal customer might want more freedom or success or creativity, but just thinking of this key word and just leaving it there is shooting yourself in the foot. You have to create context around it to actually provide you with something more useful. For example, if your ideal customer is motivated by a desire to live in a state of freedom they don't currently have, Maybe they want to um, work and travel and that's their freedom for them or the freedom to maybe create what they want and their current job isn't really allowing them to do that or that they want freedom in terms of time to do the things that they want to do. A desire is powerful because it can give people enough motivation to keep going, to keep progressing, even when times get hard. And once you know your ideal customer's desire, it can help you mold your brand values according to either mirror or complement. So in an example, if your ideal customer values freedom, you may choose to complement this value by um, maybe flexibility um, or travel, things like that. So it's just like you don't have to completely mirror it. You can just think of maybe other words that could actually really complement it nicely as well. Moving on to the second motivator, which is actually fear. Because fear is a little bit of a strange thing because it is built in to protect us from harm and danger. But sometimes we're not actually in immediate danger. And in those situations, it can just actually stop us to achieving what we desire the most. 
So basically, it's a case of working out who your ideal customers, sorry, what your ideal customers fears the most. It could be something like failure, success, change, not being good enough. What will others think? (laughs) I think we've all had that thought. So once you know um, what type of fear your ideal customer has, you can then um, sometimes link this to sort of a specific insecurity. Um, For example, fear of not being good enough is sometimes linked to just lacking confidence or fear of struggling um, sorry fear of success could be this insecurity of not feeling maybe worthy enough of it by pinpointing these internal struggles your brand can be much more effective and can actually relate on a deeper level and feel more sensitive um and sympathetic and compassionate towards them when brands do this you can actually help your people feel a lot more seen heard and that's when customers can usually say things like oh she just got me um and they just feel like they yeah are just definitely much more understood i also believe it's critical to already have an idea on what your ideal customers values are in life your customers can also be motivated to take action through their own personal values in simple terms if you have core value on productivity you're basically more likely to be someone who is motivated to buy a planner course or listen to a podcast that talks about saving time and things like that if your ideal customer values the environment then they will be much less uh, motivated to buy from brands that create a lot of waste and will pick someone that's much more eco-conscious. So making a list of things that your ideal customer values and start detecting ways your business can attract them through these is a really good idea. It might not be as cut and dry as sort of my earlier examples. For instance, if you're ideal customer values healthy living but you're a jewelry shop you may decide to place um sort of healthy fruits like lemons and um, melons within your like um, product photography um in the compositions you may even start to use women wearing active wear and working out and wearing the jewelry things like that just understanding your ideal customers on their values it might not mean that it becomes your value but it could definitely help you um, relate to them and actually attract them in different ways um, that you haven't actually thought about there's a lot of ways a brand can mirror and complement your ideal customers desires fears and values it's not just a case of making everything into a brand value I don't want you thinking that but your values have to also represent who you are as well. And it's unlikely you will share all the same as your ideal people. So there's a little give and take there. Um, and over a long period of time, you understand how to develop that a lot quicker. That's what um, can make you much more interesting is when you are a little different to your ideal people too if you're talking to someone that's exactly like you it can probably after a while get a little bit boring so I really hope this um, episode helped you understand not only what you need to know about your ideal customers but actually how this would um, relate back to 
developing your brand with this kind of information too and I hope to see you here next week and have a lovely Wednesday thanks for listening to the Brandmade podcast if what I said helped you please subscribe and if you have a few seconds just to spare leave a quick star rating review it really does help my podcast grow organically I hope you join me next week and in the meantime visit onsitestudio.com where you can browse all my free resources and paid products including website templates and custom and semi-custom brand identity and website services. I hope you have a wonderful day and take care.